Welcome back to Create Space, a podcast that finds joy in the art of storytelling. So today we actually have a multi-generational story to share with you. If you tuned in with us last week, then you got to meet Tijuana Hardwell, um, who is the founder and principal consultant of Mamarazzi Communications. And I pitched this at the end of the episode last week, but today we actually have her daughter, Tiana Hardwell, Mm -hmm. here with us. I love the dynamic that you and your mom have, and I love that I was able to get both of you on the show. Um, I think it's going to be a lot of fun to kind of talk through that. So before I introduce you and tell the audience a little bit more about you, I just Mm -hmm. want to say thank you so much for coming. This is an absolute pleasure to have you here. Thank you so much for having me. Absolutely. So let me tell you about... Tiana. What I'll say is, so this is my first time meeting Tiana in person. However, I've gotten to see a lot of the things that she's done on social media, and I've gotten to hear her mom gush about her (laughs) on the show. And what I'll tell you with what I know so far is that you are just nothing short of amazing. When I think about what I was doing at 15, this is is not it, okay? She's a student leader, an entrepreneur, um, a Girl Scout, a mentor. She has competed in both Miss Kansas Teen as well as Miss Juneteenth ICT. She was a vendor at the Wichita Women's Business Market, and she was named a Teens in Action finalist. And she's even had her face on a billboard, but we'll talk about that later. So, Tiana, you are, to me at least, you are the type of teenager that makes adults like myself feel like the future is in good hands. When we see people like you coming up, it feels like we're moving in the right direction. We see leadership. We see a love of people, a love of community, a love of supporting each other that we haven't always seen. You know, I mean, we didn't necessarily see it in our own generation in some ways. So um, I'm really excited to dig into some of the things about you that are so inspiring and just get to know you a little bit through the interview. Just to begin, I'm going to give you just a basic general question. Can you tell us a little bit about your leadership and entrepreneurship and kind of how all of that has come to be in your life? Mm -hmm. So, of course, with my mom, she's a huge entrepreneur and leader in our community. And I think just looking up to her as I have grown and just in my childhood, it's always been like, oh, she's she's doing this and she knows a lot of people. And when I was younger, I didn't like really get what she was doing. Right. And so now as I'm older and I see her doing marketing and really helping people promote their own businesses and to see how their own businesses have grown just by marketing, like something as small as that, but it can be really huge. So just looking at that and seeing, oh, wow, like it, it can really happen and you can really impact someone just by being a leader. So for me... I'm a sophomore, and it's not a ton of leaders out here. Yeah. And I think just being one of those, I think it'll really make an impact, um, even by doing something small. Yeah. So it's, I mean, it seems to me like you were, for lack of a better word, born into it and that you've (laughs) seen it growing up, Mm -hmm. which I think is really cool because, you know, to me, entrepreneurship is kind of, kind of terrifying. Like, mm-hmm. I don't have a whole lot of entrepreneurship in my family. Um, my family's, you know, successful, great, working for other people. Yes. But the idea of of making something completely on your own is, is a little bit foreign to me. Mm-hmm. So I think it's really neat that you've been able to grow up in an environment where the sky really has been the limit for you, yes. right? Yes. Um, so talking about leadership, what do you think? Because I think everybody looks at leadership differently. Some mm-hmm. people look at it as you're in charge of people. You are the boss. You are the manager, whatever. But, you know, I would say that leadership is more the way you approach a situation and you mm-hmm. can be a leader even if you're not in charge. What does leadership mean to you or, or how do you see it play out in your life? For me, I think leadership is someone who can do something without anybody having to watch them. Um, I think leaders uplifting other people and, you know, not seeing it as a competition. Like for me, yes, I'm an entrepreneur, but I will support other entrepreneurs as well. Um Leadership, I just feel it's it's really genuine because you're you're not putting yourself out there as oh I'm going to be a leader today. Right. No, it's you. It's kind of just a thing that you just kind of adapt to um, with your way of life. Like even throughout just entrepreneurship, um, like my cousins, I feel like sometimes I can be a leader to them as well. Not just because I'm older than them, but it's I can give them different advice that. Um, that I've been through or things right. like that. Like basketball, 
Um, I'm in basketball, and my little cousins, they're, they're starting at that age to really like basketball, so I'm giving them all this advice and things. But it's just off, like, you know, they're my cousins. It's advice and things, and I see that as being a leader. Yeah. Um, even on the court, being a leader, helping my teammates and things like that. So it's really the small things. Yeah. I actually, I love the way that you phrase that because I think exactly what you said, it's not necessarily a role that you say, I am a leader today, but it's how you show up in the world. Mm -hmm. It's it's the demeanor that you bring into the room, right? Yes. Mm -hmm. And also to your point about your cousins, um, you know, I'm, I'm a mom now and I was a kid and in both situations, I fully recognize that young people listen to other young people mm -hmm. a heck of a lot more than they're going to be listening to their parents or their parents' friends or whoever. Right. Um, I'm also the oldest cousin. Well, that's not true. If my brother's listening, he will be mad. I'm the oldest daughter, yes. uh, girl cousin on my mom's side, and my brother's two years older than me. Um, but I have several young cousins underneath me, mm -hmm. um, and it's always been that way as well. Like Most of us are adults now, but there's something special about being able to lead younger people in your family. Um, yes. And I love that you have that. Are your cousins local? Uh, yes, they are. The, all oh, of them. So I have fun. I have a lot, but I'm the oldest out of maybe 20. Oh my gosh. That's right. Because your mom has what, like seven siblings yes. or seven altogether or yeah. something like that? Yes. Yeah, that's a lot. My mom had uh, five altogether. So her and four brothers. So there's a lot too, but not quite as many as <laughs> Yes, your I family. have a huge family, but I love it. I bet that's so much fun, honestly. <laughs> yes. Okay, so we've talked a little bit about the history um, of kind of where you come from in terms of mm -hmm. entrepreneurship. The big project that I saw that kind of made me go, whoa, like, what is this? Who is this? I need to explore this further is the empowerment project mm -hmm. that you, um, I was going to say have been a part of, but like you created, you spearheaded. Yes. So tell me what that project is and where did it come from and why did you choose to do it? So I've always wanted to do something like that's made an impact. Um, I started off like when I was li really little making YouTube videos and it was just encouragement Mondays and oh, just that. saying little quotes to people that'll make them feel better or thankful Thursdays and just small stuff like that. And for my empowerment project, um, I started pageantry. It'll be my third year this year. Um, hey. but I started pageantry and I wanted this to be my social impact initiative. Um, and so I created the Empowerment Project in 2021 um, to help other young girls like myself see their self-worth and to give them other tools to overcome cyberbullying. So I think this is really huge because not a lot of people talk about cyberbullying right. or the importance of it. And I've seen a lot online, like a lot of people are on social media. Mm -hmm. So it, it is a lot of cyber, cyberbullying happening. Um, and so for my workshops, I teach young people how to safely use social media, how to practice positive content sharing, um, report cyberbullying, and how to advocate for themselves and others because that's it's huge. Um, even small kids as well. There's so many people on social media. Right. So I think this is just huge. But I think what made me start really with this project is, I forget what year it was, but I was scrolling on social media and these people were being really rude to this boy um, they were calling him out his, of his name and they were calling him really rude things um, and his comments and things like that. And I just remember like commenting on his post and was like, you know, it's like you got this, like keep pushing because I think he was going through some things. Yeah. So it's like keep pushing no matter what anybody says. It's like <laughs> you got this. And I think I said some more encouraging things, but I found out um, – I think it was a few days afterwards that he committed suicide. Oh, my goodness. And I think that's what just really made me like, wow, like any any small word can really impact someone. Yeah. So that that to me was cyberbullying, of course. And yeah. So I was like, yeah, <laughs> this needs to be talked about way more because it, it's not. And mm -hmm. I think for even my generation, um, it's just a lot of hateful things on social media. And it doesn't you it doesn't have to be any reason, but it just is. And so I think me sharing this to people who are younger than me and even older than me who are using social media, hey, this is social media. This is how you properly use it. Um, this is how to help somebody who who's going through this mm -hmm. and what to do if you're being cyberbullied. So yeah. so I think this is really huge because any small thing could lead someone 
doing something crazy. So, and like I was doing more research and everything like that. And suicide is the leading cause of death for like young people like I, like me. And it's, it's sad, but it's reality. Yeah. So just by my workshops, that's, that's what I'm doing. So what, um, what age range do you have in your workshops typically? Um, typically elementary through high school. So it's kind of in that age gap. It's really like broad. Okay. And how often do you do them fairly often or do you do them here and there? I do them here and there. Um, I've actually had a workshop um, last October. Okay. Um, so that, it was pretty good. But even if just a few girls show, I just want somebody to, yeah. to learn and to have knowledge about it. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Getting more advocates out there. Mm-hmm. You know, and that's, I mean, honestly, why I was so intrigued by this project is as a mother of young kids— I'm terrified about Mm -hmm. that landscape. You know what I mean? I mean, I grew up with the internet um, as a millennial, but in a very different way than Mm -hmm. what you all are growing up with. And, you know, I think you were talking about just how mean it can get. I mean, Mm -hmm. I think all of us to some degree have experienced some form of bullying. I don't know if I would even call mine bullying, but people are mean, right? People Mm -hmm. have been mean to me. I've been mean to people as a young person. Like, it happens. But when it happened to me— you know, it was a couple of girls that said a few things one day, and then that was it. Whereas if they say that online, mm-hmm. it lives there, right? right? And other people can pile on, and it can become—and they can be people you don't know sometimes, mm-hmm. and it can become this massive thing. Yes. And I think about that, and I'm like—and I some of the things I've seen, like, you know, if a TikTok video goes viral and people mm-hmm. are putting hate comments on there, I think me as an adult woman— would find myself in tears reading some of these things and imagining young people. And so all of that to say, I guess, first of all, kudos for doing this because I think it is exactly what you said. It's so needed. It's so needed. Um, On both sides of the don't be a jerk, first of all. Like understand that just because you're hiding behind a keyboard doesn't mean you can Mm -hmm. say whatever you want. But also how do we build the resiliency in our young people to understand even if the worst is happening online, it's not the end of the world. It's mm-hmm. not who you are. It doesn't define your value. Mm-hmm. So I do have a question coming out of that. Yes. I kind of just soliloquied for a while there. But um, how how did you, like, what kinds of conversations did you and your mom have about internet safety? How did you mm-hmm. become as level-headed about all of this as you are? I think, I think it was one night. I was just, me and my mom were really talking and, of course, she knew that I wanted to create an initiative, but we really got, like, deep down, like, why? Like, why do people really need to know this? How can this impact other people? Like, <laughs> I did a bunch of different research of statistics and, like, just just how this can really impact someone's life by one small comment. Mm-hmm. And it's, like, every day— Social media is something to where people compare themselves so All the much. Time. Yes. There's so many different people out in the world that are on social media, and it's so easy to look at one video and be like, "Wow, I wish I wish I looked like that," yeah. or "Wow, like I wish I had this." But in my workshops, it's kind of it's kind of putting to where no, like you are you, like you mm-hmm. are y- your own unique self, yeah, for a reason. So. I just, different things like that. Um. I love that, honestly. And like I said, again, it cannot be underrated how important it is for young girls to hear that statement from another young woman, mm-hmm. right? Because, again, if a, if a, if I tell my daughter that, she's going to be like, well, duh, you're my mom. You're right. going to say I'm unique mm-hmm. and special and valuable, you know, whatever. But when somebody who's closer to her age, who's been in it, who is mm-hmm. in it right now, uh, I think that just makes a world of difference. So, I think that's incredible, and I'm excited to follow that project. And my daughter is five, so she's Thank probably you. not quite to your level yet, but uh, to go to your projects or to your um, seminars. But if it's still going on, yes, when she gets yes. into social media, I'm sending her. <laughs> yes, and it's just even some of my small cousins have actually been to um, one of my workshops. And just to sit there by their little sisters as well and just, just hearing it. Yeah. Why? oh, you know, what are you supposed to do and what are you not supposed to do on social media? So I feel like that's even important before they get social media because it's saying, okay, when I, first, when I get my first phone and I'm on TikTok, like what's, right. what's appropriate and what's not and yeah. things like that. Who should I follow? Following the right people. Mm-hmm. You want to follow somebody who's 
not just talking about a whole bunch of drama, but you want to follow someone who you're like, oh, wow, I love what she's saying. And I know and I love what she's representing. So things like that, I just I love. Yeah, mm-hmm. that's an interesting part of it, too, because I think sometimes when we think Internet safety, we think predators, right? Mm-hmm. Like both of my kids can already tell you, you know, yeah, we learned in library that anybody can pretend to be anybody on the Internet. Mm-hmm. So I might be talking to a peer, but it might actually be a 45-year-old dude right. in Tennessee, whatever. Mm-hmm. But – and so that danger, I think kids are starting to understand and parents are comfortable discussing that and teaching right. that. But it's a little messier to discuss that that danger, not predatory danger, but the self-esteem danger mm-hmm. can come from your own people. It can come from your friends. It can right. come from other people who aren't trying to, to harm you or mm-hmm. if they are, they don't understand the impact of what they're right. doing. Mm-hmm. And that is harder to talk about. Um, and that – you could do that to somebody else mm-hmm. on a bad day when yes. you're just like, I'm just going to put this comment out here. I'm mm-hmm. not going to think about it. And it could be the last straw for somebody. It could be. You don't know what's happening. Mm-hmm. So I think that's really cool that um, that you're drawing attention to the other parts of it that are talked about a little bit less. Mm-hmm. So let's get into your pageantry a little bit. Um, I am so fascinated by this. I don't have a background in pageantry. Um, I had a good friend of mine who did a lot with uh, pageants, so I kind of have seen a little bit of it. Mm -hmm. But uh, I know it's intense. I know there's a lot to it. And, yeah, it's big. So what got you interested in pageantry? And what have these experiences been like over the past, I think you said, three years? Mm -hmm. Is that right? Yes. So, okay, so I have a mentor, Joseph Shepard. I don't don't know if you know Oh, I love Joseph. He's amazing. So I've known him since I was, like, really little. And he's always wanted me to do pageantry. And so I feel, I think it was the one year where I was like, oh, okay, like, sure. Like, um, (laughs) right. Obviously, I'm nervous and I've never done something like this before. But he kind of, like, broke it down. There's different categories and different things like that. And he asked me my reason why. He talked about scholarships. That was a big thing for me because I do want to go to college. Absolutely. And so the scholarship opportunities as well. But it also gave me a chance to talk about my social impact initiative. So that's getting it out there to way more people, not just on social media. But I get to talk about it on stage and to these judges who may want to consider me for the job of somebody who can talk to Hundreds of people. Yeah. So this is great. So pageantry, um, there's different categories. So there's talent, there's fitness, onstage interview, backstage interview, um, different things like that. Um, but I think the, the coolest thing about it is everyone has their own social impact initiative. So each contestant, they're bringing something to the table. Yeah. Whether it's they're talking about mental health or um, if they're talking about gun violence, um, different things like that. It's it's. I find it so fascinating because it's like, wow, there's so many different aspects that we don't talk about or that people actually care for. And so I think that's super cool about pageantry. And it's also you build a bond with these girls that, yeah, you're competing against them, but it's so fun because you're building a sisterhood. Um you're in, re- you're in rehearsal for hours and you're tired because you're doing the same dance or you're saying the same thing over and over. But then it's like, wow, I'm bonding with these girls. I'm getting to know them. Um, and I'm bettering my own skill sets. Yeah. Um, building a resume that I can use on jobs as well. Um, and I think I just think the whole aspect is super cool because it's like I'm preparing for a job. The same way I would prepare a job for in you know in life, right? As well, right? And so for the job of Miss Kansas Teen, it's it's crazy, but it's it can happen. Yeah, and I, I just think it's super cool. Um, I've gone through different things like working on my walk, um, working on how to public speak, like public speaking. That's been a huge thing for me because you're talking in front of so many people. And that would be yes, so scary. And you're thinking in your head, oh my gosh, I can't mess up and things like right. that. But then you just have to learn, like, these are people who are here to see, like, if you really want to be Miss Kansas Teen, why? Why do you want to be Miss Kansas Teen? And just different aspects of those. But this system, this organization has helped me tremendously. Public speaking, getting to know different people, my interview skills, like different things. Has, it's really brought a lot. Yeah. And, I've been in, this will be my third year competing. Um, I'm competing in, I think it's March of 
Ooh, okay. Yes. And so this it'll be huge. It'll be my third year, but I love the system That's and what awesome. it brings. We'll be on the lookout for that. That'll <laughs> yes. be that'll be cool. What what would you say is the uh, what's your favorite part of the competition mm-hmm. and what is maybe the most challenging part or the part that like scared you the most? Mm-hmm. Um, I think my favorite part has to be talent. Um, my talent is hip hop dancing. Oh, and that's so cool. Yes. And I love that. It's, I, I love dancing. Um, and it, it just shows something that I'm passionate for. Um, and it, it's fun. It's just fun to dance. Oh, yeah. And so at first I was nervous about it because it's because my first year competing, um, before then, I was in professional dance, but only for a short period of time because COVID had happened, and it was a oh, right. whole bunch of things with that. Um, so this pageant, I was like, wow, I've never danced in front of anybody. So it's like, um, a little nervous, but got, you know, got the gist of it. Um, but I think my hardest aspect of competition would probably be interview. Yeah. Because it's like, I think a backstage interview because you're back there, you're talking to five different judges. They're all throwing questions at you, trying to see why do they want you for the job. Right. So you're there, you know, you're nervous, but then you're just like deep down, you want this job, and so you're passionately talking about something that you really believe. And so just things like that, it's like it's scary, but hey, I want this job, and yeah. I want you to know how bad I want this job, and what I would do for you know the organization. So the backstage interview scares you more than the onstage interview? I think so. Yeah? That's so interesting. I feel like both interview portions are kind of scary, but yeah. it's once you get, get over it, you're like, oh, okay. Yeah. <laughs> all right. Yeah. Um, onstage interview, it is pretty scary because, like, all those people, all the audience. Um, but the thing is, you don't know what they're asking you. So it can that be, would it can, scare me. It can be anything. Like, it can yeah. be, what's your favorite food? And you can be like, oh. Didn't, didn't think of that. Right. Um, or it could be, like, something, like, really deep. Like, what are you going to do nationals? Like, it could be something crazy. Um, wow. Math problem. Like, it's just so crazy. Um, sometimes it's an add-on to your backstage interview. Or it's something just, hey, I want to know this more about you. And so you don't know what's coming. So it's You just like, got to be ready for it. Mm-hmm. And that's why, like, before pageant, it's, like, you're practicing your interview, so you got your mom and your grandma asking you different questions, um, talking to your friends, saying, hey, um, what's my strongest uh, personality traits? And, like, th- things like that. Um, it can be really fun, though. Like, yeah. it, it's stressful in the moment when you're in rehearsal and you're like, oh, my gosh, it's it's coming up. Like, it's two hours away. But once you, like, are on the stage and you see all the girls trying to be in the same boat as you, but it's like you're all there for the same thing. Yeah. But it's only the sad thing is only one girl gets the crown. Right. And so but then you look at it as I, I got to know these girls. I got to learn way more stuff than if I was just at my house. Like, you know, like different things like that. And it's just like it's it's worth it. Yeah. The journey is still mm-hmm. so valuable to you regardless yes, of how right. it turns out. Mm-hmm. And I always look at it as no matter who comes out with the crown, it's like after like everything's over. We're all like, you know, fine, like, oh, my gosh, I had so much fun. But it's like I learned something valuable that'll yeah. that'll stick with me for a lifetime because not everybody say can say that they've been through the pageant system. Or, right. Because, you know, a lot of people do things like pageants. Oh, my gosh, pretty dresses. And, you know, yeah, that's it's, it's still there. You're wearing a pretty dress um, and different things like that. But people don't look at it as, oh, she's advocating for something that she really believes. So it's also getting the pageants. Uh, girl thing like out there like hey I'm not just you know walking and strutting my thing right not I, just like, a pretty face right like yeah. I'm doing that but I'm also putting more to the, t- to the table as well yes mm-hmm. I, I love that mm-hmm. and with what I have heard about the pageant scene I mean there are some incredible women in there and yes. it really is teaching women how I mean it's building confidence and self-esteem mm-hmm. and just seeing the way you're talking right now like I mean it's obvious that it's made a huge impact so yes. that's so cool so kind of building off of that mm-hmm. you have found yourself in your 15 years of life in a lot of scary situations yes. um you know scary as in like just either public speaking or being put in a situation where you're not sure what's coming next mm-hmm. or a position where people might judge you or all of these things. And sometimes you're even put in a situation where you are teaching other people, whether it's empowerment 
uh, workshop or something else. Um, and I saw that there was uh, at least one seminar that you did where you were actually teaching adults, I mm-hmm. believe, right? Yes. So um, I'm going to read this off of my sheet here, but the seminar was called Making Mentor Connections. It was co-taught with Jill Miller of the Finishing School for Modern Women, um, and it was for the Badass Women of Wichita Alliance, which mm-hmm. sounds amazing, by the way. Yes. What on earth was that like to be literally teaching adults? <laughs> okay, so first of all, I loved working with Jill. She's she's great. She she loved working with me. And it, it was just like a good chemistry going on. Oh, that's but great. when she had asked me, I was like, oh, like it, it was something different because I've always been around young people right? and like different things like that. And so the thought of teaching people who who are older than you, but then during this lesson, it also taught me things like you can be a mentor to anyone. Like you, they can be older than you or younger than you, but it's everybody knows something that they can that they can teach somebody else. Yeah, um, people live different lives, so it's like you can really give someone the knowledge that they need. And so doing this making mentor connections, it was really great because I got to talk to some amazing people. Um, and just what are their experiences um, and their questions about mentoring or why it's so important and things like that. But it was it was really good. And we had some really good conversations going on. That's so cool. I have not met uh, Jill Miller, but I've heard a lot about the Finishing School for Modern yes. Women. And it seems like there's just it seems like a really, really great uh, yes. organization. Mm-hmm. Um, and I and honestly, I love that we're seeing that trend shift a little bit where people are starting to recognize what you said, that a mentor can be any age, right? Mm -hmm. Because I don't feel like it was so very long ago that you kind of weren't taken seriously until you were older. Mm -hmm. But, I mean, if I think about it, okay, so I am literally more than double your age. But if I were to enter a pageant right now, I would be calling you to mentor me. I don't care that I'm older, right? Because I don't know anything about pageants, and you do. So why on earth would I not use that knowledge mm-hmm. just because you're younger. That seems so silly. Right. And also, as I'm now becoming the adult in the situation, I'm realizing that you don't just know stuff because you're older. Like, nope, that's – I thought maybe I would hit 30 and all of a sudden just know all the stuff adults are supposed to know, and that doesn't happen either. <laughs> so right. Good to know, good to know. <laughs> yeah, yeah, right? I mean, maybe you will, maybe. But for me, I went, oh, oh, so now I'm the person that – oh, okay, this is right. this is this is not good. Um, so I think that's really neat that you are recognizing that as a young person and also that the adults in your life are empowering you to do that and not making you feel shut down or silly yes. or like you shouldn't be doing this yet. You know mm-hmm. what I mean? I, I love that. Yes. So as we've been talking so far, all that I'm hearing from you and I'm sure that ev- all that anybody else is hearing is confidence and strength and you seem so together. <laughs> and I'm sure that's not always the case. Maybe it is. But what do you do if you have imposter syndrome? What do you Mm -hmm. do when fear creeps in? What do you do when you have moments of feeling like, am I in over my head? Mm -hmm. Um, I think for some of those, it's kind of like really like like putting yourself like, whoa, okay, first of all, you got this. And I think it's also affirmations. Like affirmations for me are super huge because – this this world how it is now it's like it's crazy it's anything can happen and you see so many things but it's like you have to really know yourself because even with the pageant world you see all these amazing girls and you're thinking okay so anybody can you know be Miss Kansas teen but who are they gonna pick um, and you see all these girls and you do start to compare yourself because mm-hmm. it's like okay what are they looking for that's that's a huge thing in pageantry because who do the judges want. Right. And so you're like, okay, do they want someone who looks like this? Or do they want someone who is bubbly? Or like different things like that in that aspect. And you tend to compare yourself, but you really have to know deep down, like, I've done everything I can to make them believe that I want this job. Um, And I just, I think you just really have to know yourself and affirmations like I say that a lot but affirmations affirmations are really good um I think some more things is talking with people who are close to you sometimes you get in over yourself and you start to overthink like I'm a huge overthinker and it's just it's always like okay wait am I doing this right or uh it is just the second guessing um but I always tone back and I'm like hey mom is this does this seem right or am I like doing this and she's like yes you're fine. Like, yeah. I think other people as well, because 
you you want advice from other people sometimes. Um, and I think just getting the, that little, yes, you're good. Like, yeah. th- that that's kind of what helps me as well. Um, sometimes you, you don't always want that, but it's what's... Knowing when to seek it out and right. who to seek it mm-hmm. out from. Right. Because certainly there are some people who probably mm-hmm. wouldn't have the, your best interest. Right. But, I mean, you know, like, you could always go to your mom. Mm-hmm. You can always go to Joseph. Yes, you know, or different any of your family other members. Mm-hmm. Different things like that. So I think it's really you just got to you, you just gotta know. Yeah. Just kind of. Be true to yourself. Mm-hmm. Do you have, so you've mentioned affirmations a couple times. Do you have any favorite affirmations that you would be willing to share with us? Or um, do they kind of change all the time? Or do you have a few go-tos? Just depending on the day, really. Like, if I'm doing something pageantry, I'm like, you're beautiful. You got this. You know what you're talking about. Because it's so easy to be like, oh, do, like, do I know what I'm doing? Like, do I know my social impact initiative? Mm-hmm. But then you have to be like, I'm the one who created it. Like, yes, you know what you're talking about and different things like that. So I'm like, okay, you're smart. You know exactly what you're talking about. Don't second guess it Um, and different things like that. Um, On my school days, sometimes I'll be like, okay, you know, you're not feeling Monday. It's (laughs) it's a crazy day. You're not feeling it, but you got this. You're doing it for a reason. Um, It's like, I was like, okay, just graduate. Pass all your classes, A's and B's, and just, you know, do what you got to do. Um, and then sometimes it's just like, oh, you're, you're fine. You're fine. Yeah, you're you're okay. Right. You're fine. Um, and I think just different things like that, just depending on the day. Really. You're, you're fine is probably um, underrated in the sense of like, I feel like a lot of times I will catastrophize, mm-hmm. you know, it might be something like I'm running late for a class and all of a sudden I'm like, I'm going to be three minutes late for this class, which is the worst thing a teacher can do. And mm-hmm. the students are going to hate me and they're going to give me horrible reviews and I'm going to get fired. And, like, taking the moment to stop and go, you're fine. Like, right. you're fine. Everyone shows up late once in a while. You mm-hmm. know what I mean? And mm-hmm. I'm seeing a lot of um, a lot of things that I wish I had uh, when I was younger, which is in you, which is the ability to stop mm-hmm. when you're stuck in a negative thought to catch yourself and go, hey, yes. I don't need to be here. And, and also, so in my 30s, I have done a lot of uh, something called cognitive behavioral therapy. I don't know if mm-hmm. you're familiar with it. But basically, it's that a lot of, like, I can't remember what the number was, but they said some astronomical amount of your thoughts mm-hmm. are, like, 80% of your thoughts are subconscious. Mm-hmm. So you have your intentional thoughts, but then you have this, like, backtrack of thoughts that just run. Mm-hmm. And most of the time, they are the same thoughts and they are whatever you have been conditioned to think. Mm-hmm. So a lot of times for a lot of women um, – they are negative, right? Mm-hmm. And so you might not even realize how many times a day you are saying to yourself, you know, my nose doesn't look right. My mm-hmm. hair doesn't look right. I wish I was Tanner. I wish I was, you know, any number of things that we put ourselves down about or mm-hmm. I'm not a good public speaker. I'm not good at math, blah, blah, blah. And I think that what I have learned is they say, well, you challenge those beliefs. You challenge mm-hmm. Every time you notice them, you challenge them. And I feel like that's what you're doing. I feel yes. like with your affirmations, you are stopping you're becoming aware and you are replacing that negative mm-hmm. thought with something positive or something right. at least neutral, right? Like mm-hmm. the you're fine is not necessarily the most positive thing on the planet. It's not saying you're the best in the world, right. but it's just neutralizing the negativity. Mm-hmm. And that's huge. Yes. So I'm so impressed by that. Thank I'm so you. impressed. I had to pay a lot of money for a therapist <laughs> to learn that. You're good. But, but I feel like sometimes <laughs> it's just like you're not going to have a great day every single day. It's just no. not It's not natural. It's not going to happen. But even if it's just like, you're good, girl. And that's like, okay. you got it. Like, different things like that. Right. Me, I'm definitely not good at math. But <laughs> it's it's the things like, okay, I can't say, oh, I'm horrible at math. Because then it's like, okay, every time I look at math, it's like, okay, you can't do it. Mm-hmm. So then it's, it's looking at, okay, I'm going to get better at this. Um, oh, that's a good one. The, the next test, um, I know exactly what I'm doing. Like, sometimes you have to manifest it. because Heck yeah. Because you'll study and you're still like, mm. Speak that into but, existence. But yes, I say that all the time. I'm like, okay, girl, you're going to pass this test. Like, I different things like that. Because um, I would look at him like, well, look, I know I studied it, but <laughs> I don't know what this is. And so just looking at that and I'm like, okay. Like, so I'm an overthinker. So I'm like, okay, I don't know anything on this test. But then I'm like, I really focus in. I'm like, okay, I know what I'm doing. Oh, my gosh. So different things like that, really. Um, just trusting yourself as well. Yeah. Like it's it's huge because you can you can think one thing and then it's like. But I feel like if you say something every single day, you're going to start believing it. Because if you're telling yourself, oh, my gosh, why do I look like that? You're going to not have confidence. You're going to have right. a horrible self-esteem. Right. And so I think the affirmations really do 
good because you're saying something repeatedly that mm-hmm. has your mind like you know thinking that like not even if you're not feeling it at all still saying it I feel like it helps yeah so I'm gonna make a pitch to you right now because you said when you were younger you did some YouTube videos mm-hmm. and stuff like that right uh, so I am thinking affirmations with Tiana needs to come back because I would so watch that if you had like just a little Instagram story each day or a TikTok or whatever that was just a daily affirmation I would watch the heck out of that and I would love it so. I've actually talked to my mom about bringing it back yes! because ah! because so many people like once I stopped doing it like even my teachers were like oh. Like, hey, can you bring it back? Like, that's and so I feel like awesome. I got so busy to where I just didn't, and I feel like I need to make time to oh my like gosh. start my YouTube back up. I uh, yes, you should. <laughs> and now there are YouTube Shorts, and you yes. can do that. I mean, that would be amazing. Okay, so let's move on to we. You are a woman of so many hats, and one of those is an athlete. Mm-hmm. So uh, basketball, I know, is your main sport. Do you do any other sports, or is um, it mainly track, basketball? Um, track, and okay. I did volleyball as well. Okay, mm-hmm. so tri-athlete there. <laughs> yeah. So tell me about being an athlete um, and what that does in terms of the way that your mind has to be active and mm-hmm. the mental toughness and the fortitude and all that, and maybe how that complements some of the other activities that you're involved in. Um. Being an athlete is hard because, first of all, you have to be a student athlete. You know, right. student comes before. Right. Like, I've learned this. Somebody, like, it, it's true because, obviously, you cannot play if you have horrible grades. Um, they but won't then, let you. Right. And then it's the mindset of that can't be your mindset. Oh, I need to get grades up for the sport. No, it needs to be, hey, I know what I'm supposed to be doing. Let me get my, like, my grades together, not just because of the sport, because of what I need to be doing. So being a student athlete has its perks and has its cons, but it's, it's good. Um, and I think as well as on the court, um, sometimes I'm point guard or guard, just depending. Um, it's communicating with my teammates. Um, being a leader because, you know, like you're not just going to play basketball and just free ball it. Like, right. You have different plays that's set up, um, different things that you're doing that – Goes with the game of basketball. Right, their strategy. Right, yeah. and so communicating, um, being a leader, I think just talking. Um, my coach says all the time, he's like, y'all are not talking enough. Communicate. And it's just like, oh. <laughs> like, you don't notice, but you're not. Yeah. So it's like you're just playing, and then it's like, oh, but you still need to talk to your teammate. Like, it's a team activity and team sport. And so just learning that and the leadership that comes with it goes through a lot of my different activities that I do. Yeah. So, like, just talking in school and different things like that, being social, um, I think really helps. Um, just sports in general I love, so it's, it's great. Um, I've been in sports for a while. Like, since I was younger, I've tried different sports and things like that. Um, but it's also another outlet, too, as well. Like, I do so many things, but then sports is just like, okay. Like, yeah. I, I love doing it. Um, it definitely challenges me because I'm going through the stage where I'm like, okay, varsity, JV, like, different things like that. And so last year, um, I made the JV team uh, as a freshman. And I think in the end of the season, he moved me up to varsity. And so it was, like, different transitions like that to where it's like, oh, wow. Like, now I'm playing at a higher level. And it's like, okay, now I need to be stepping up my game to, know, like, to show I'm capable of it. Yeah. And so even this year, I just had my um, first game Friday. Um, okay, just a couple days ago. Yeah, so, you know, it was kind of rocky. But it just showed, okay, we have a lot more to work on. But it also showed that it's still possible. Mm-hmm. We played Bishop Carroll. Bishop Carroll is known for <laughs> to be a hard school, right? And I think just looking at it was we weren't too far behind. So it's, okay, we know what we did wrong, and we know what we did good. So it's now it's, okay, next time we play them, okay, what's the next strategy? What can we do better at? And so even just having those different conversations with your teammates and coaches and stuff like that, it allows you to think and strategize and use your brain Um, and different things like that. But I love sports and all that comes with it. Um, It can be very challenging, especially putting the student before. Yeah. Um, And even your extra activities, um, even with pageantry, it's like, okay, I don't have practice Saturdays, but let me, like, I know I have have to do morning practices and then go shower and then go to my pageant activities. But it also teaches me management as well. Um, scheduling. Okay, I know I have practice here, so let me schedule something that's like a little later to where I have time to do certain things. So time management has been 
like something that I've worked on, putting things on my calendar. As you know, my mom's super busy, so yeah. she's been she's been on me. She's like, Tiana, put it on my calendar because she's like, I'm not gonna remember you telling me this. Like, it's so many things she does, and it's like, and I have so many games. It's like, okay, let me put this on your calendar so you'll remember. Oh yeah, but it's but it's also a smart way, like just so someone won't feel bad. Oh, I forgot. Like mm-hmm. just just different things like that, and it's also teaching me. Oh. Put things on your calendar to where you're not overlapping things and different stuff like that. Just recognizing how to fit it all in, mm-hmm. basically. Right. And that's a skill. I mean, you know, it might sound easy maybe to some people. Mm-hmm. I don't know. It doesn't sound easy to me. But <laughs> right. I feel like it's t- it takes a lot of us a lot of time to learn that. Like how, mm-hmm. how much is too much and, and how do you make sure everything fits together and right. all of that. Mm-hmm. And you definitely have a lot going on. <laughs> So as you think about yourself, so you're mm-hmm. almost 16, uh, when you think about you and your friends and, mm-hmm. and your generation as um, from a holistic standpoint, you know, we talked about this earlier, but the world is wild right now. You mm-hmm. know, I mean, yes, locally, but also nationally and internationally, we have seen more distress, more chaos, more division, more everything in your generation mm-hmm. Than we ever have, right? Or at yes. least that that those of us who are older than you can remember. Like I cannot imagine growing up in the world that you live in. Mm-hmm. So my question for you is: As you guys become the adults, right? Mm-hmm. I already told you that you don't just magically learn everything when you're thirty. <laughs> right. So, so as your generation, specifically of women, becomes adults, what's your hope for your generation? What's your hope for you and your friends, and what your lives and the world might look like in say twenty or thirty years time? That's a huge one. It's a big um, one. I wouldn't know how to answer it. <laughs> I think, like, for my generation, it's 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 crazy. Yeah. Um, I think just in general, like, people have so many different, like, stereotypes and different mindsets of people. Like, you can look at someone and be like, oh, I don't like them. And right. it's just crazy how that is because it's like, wow, I didn't, I didn't say anything. I didn't open my mouth. I'd, like, it's just crazy, but it's how my generation is. Um, and I think as growing up, it's kind of just having to be that person to where if you catch yourself judging someone, it's like, um, girl, <laughs> well, there, <laughs> like, don't, don't do, that. do that. And right. And it's so easy to do. It is. But you have it to is. sometimes just like hold yourself back and just like, hold on. <laughs> like, no. And I just think doing that would help so many people. And I think taking a step back and actually looking at reality. People think that people des- deserve to be in groups. Like, this, these are the athletes. These are the different types of people in school. It's been like that for so long, but mm-hmm. I feel like if we break those stereotypes. Um, as a African-American girl in pageantry, it's walking into a room and not seeing as many people who look like you, but knowing that you still belong there. Absolutely. So, so different things like that that you have to know in order to really, like, be fine with yourself. People need to learn how to do that because in this world, like, there's so many great people, but there's also so many people that are like, wow. Like, you really think that of other people? Uh And I think just even telling someone when they're wrong as well, like, me and my friends, we keep it real with each other. Like, Good for you. If if you're, you know, we don't do that around here. Like, hopefully you're... mm -mm. But we all know it's kind of just like, no, that was that was wrong of that girl who just bullied somebody else for doing something that's normal or something something right. just crazy like that. And you can so, hold each other accountable, right? And in it's those just moments. and holding each other accountable. Like my friends, they're not horrible by any means, um, but just knowing that, like, and knowing within each other that it's a, it's fine to not correct each other, but just let let each other know, hey. That wasn't that wasn't cool or whatever it was, um, and I, having those type of friends, I think would really make a difference because in the world today, it's like um, you're making friends just because like either they're the only people or or it's cool to hang out with them or, right. or the different things like that. Like, oh, um, this girl seems cool, so I'm gonna be friends with her even though she's rude to everybody. Yeah, like. That's that's not the type of thing that we need in society. So it's really looking at everything. For me, I have my certain group of friends, but then I'm also like I can be friends with anybody. Um, there can be somebody who's sitting alone, and I'm just like, oh hey, like like I'll talk to them and things like that. I don't think it's weird. Like you're yeah. just you're just being human, socializing with someone. 
I don't think you have to be friends to talk to someone. That's that's just crazy to me. But people do think that. It's mm-hmm. like, oh, I'm only going to talk to my select group of friends. And it's just like, really? Like, you don't talk to anybody else? And it's kind of just like, for me, I talk to everybody. I'm just a talkative person. Uh, I think I get that from my mom. But, um, <laughs> but yeah, I, at school, I'll talk to anybody. Like, in my classes, I'm like, oh. I don't talk. To, no, it's hey girl. Spread the love. Yeah, yeah. spread spreading the love. Not too many people do that, which is yeah. kind of crazy. But you know, when I think a lot of times, it's it's less from a place of um, thinking I don't want to talk to that person, mm-hmm. and a lot of times I think it comes from a place of what if that person doesn't want to talk to me? Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? It's almost yes. like more of a defensive mechanism of mm-hmm. if I don't approach them, then I can't get rejected. Right. So being okay with. Maybe they mm-hmm. don't. Maybe they do think you're weird. Okay. Right. That's dumb, but like they could, <laughs> right. you know. Mm-hmm. And I will say actually that you're, you said you get your talkativeness from your mom. Your mom said on the record, she says you're more talkative than she is. So oh. I don't know. I don't know. That's what she said. I have no. <laughs> See, I, she I, I didn't say talkative. She said extroverted. She said Tiana's mm-hmm. a little bit more extroverted than I am, which I was like, well, you're pretty extroverted. But <laughs> right. I think I she's know. mentioned that to me before. Um, I think she said growing up for her, like she wasn't as outgoing um she was very outgoing like from the story she tells me i'm like you were pretty outgoing (laughs) but okay um but she said the exact same thing to me i'm like "Mm, maybe it didn't come as natural like maybe she had to like learn it a little bit maybe yeah and i think for me it was like growing up with her like she's always like oh girl come on you got it like and different things in that nature like i grew up like she's she's great like i love her and not so many people get that as Mm -hmm. well and i think that's kind of somewhat why some t- sometimes people it's how they're brought up as well mm-hmm. so some people are going to like in families who maybe they don't talk a lot or maybe the thing is weird to do certain things so you have to look at that as well yeah. um and sometimes people won't come up to you so then i take an initiative and i'm going up to to that person because it's like okay maybe they won't come and say hi but i'll go and say and it takes one high to be like full-blown conversation and sometimes people need that as well. Yeah. Um, people in school, it's kind of like you have your friends. And in high school, it's kind of scary because you don't talk to everybody. Yeah. And there, there is clicking. There is groups. So it's like, oh, I don't want to talk to that person. But I see it as, oh, she looks like, you know, she's kind of by herself. Hey. And for me, I love doing this. Um, giving compliments to people. Like, Good I feel you. like. I feel like it's so needed. Like, I don't just go randomly, oh, my gosh, like, just finding something. But if I, like, genuinely, I'm like, oh, my gosh, I love your hair. Like, different things like that. It's just I feel it's so needed because people, sometimes people don't grow up like that. People mm-hmm. don't get that from their families a lot of the times or their own friends don't say it. And I find it all the time to compliment my friend. And I'm like, oh, my gosh, you're so pretty. Like, I, I do that all the time. And she's like, girl. But I'm like, no, for real. <laughs> like, but I think it's just so important because – Building other people up, um, because why not? Like yeah. I'm always like, why not? I think they. I think compliments stick with people, mm-hmm. even if they don't admit it. Like just, I think it was yesterday, the day before. Um, I got an email from a former student of mine, and it went to me and like several other professors that that student had had. Um, and he's getting ready to graduate, and he mm-hmm. just sent us an email that was like, "Hey, you know, I don't know if you even remember me from being in your class, but I just wanted to let you know, you know, you made an impact on me. I'm getting ready to graduate. It's thanks a lot to the things that you have done." And it was one of those things where I was like, he didn't have to send that email. And it stuck with me and just mm-hmm. made my entire week. And it it reminds me how often we don't say the good things to people, right. you know, because we just don't like reviews are usually for when something's bad, when your mm-hmm. service is bad. And reminding yourself how much a tiny little comment can lift someone up. And right. it really can. I'm with you. I try to compliment as often as I right. can. Right. I love to do it because it's, it's it can make someone's whole day. And Absolutely. I just and I just love that feeling because it's like I want people to know like themselves. Like a lot of people are like, oh, you know, and I'm like, no, girl, you're you're that girl. Like no. you're their hype girl, right? That's and fantastic. I, I just love that, but because it's it's needed. Ah, oh, that's beautiful. So as we're kind of closing up here today, mm-hmm. we've talked about a lot of things. I'm not going to ask the standard, like, what do you want to be when you grow up question? Because I remember hating that question with a passion. But what I will ask you is, what is next for you? Whether Mm -hmm. that's next year, when you graduate, Mm -hmm. any of those things, what is is next for you? What goals, what hopes do you have for yourself? I do see myself going to college. 
Um, I would love to go to an HBCU, so a historically black uh, college, university. Um, and I think I want to go into communications. Yes. Um, I thought about journalism and things of that nature. I just don't know yet. Like, yeah, I just th- I thought open. about that, but like all I know is I want to do something that's really impactful because I don't want a job to where it's like oh you know I want to do something that's like really like okay like you doing something, something fun too, yeah. and something that I'm passionate about mm-hmm. and something that I can see myself doing continuously. Um, yeah, and I just that's fantastic. I just want to do something that makes an impact, really. Well, as a communications instructor, I can <laughs> tell you that from what I have met of you today you would fit very well in communications. And it's a, a wide open degree that allows you to do so many different things. Um, Wichita State is not an HBCU, but I might still try to recruit you if I can. Hey, we'll look, see. I told my mom, I was like, mom, if I don't, if I stay here, I'm like, it's an issue, obviously. Heck yeah, man. <laughs> well, and it's funny because your mom and I were talking about that too, because she and I both, uh, obviously we're both Elliott School grads, mm-hmm. but also we both worked in the admissions office at Wichita mm-hmm. State different times, so we didn't know each other, but we both have been recruiters. So we're like, oh, Tiana's got it. I was like, don't worry, I'll put on my recruiter hat. I'll try to get her here. <laughs> It'll be great. Yes, yes. <laughs> but, at, you you know, at the end of the day, I think um, even when I was a, rec- a recruiter, I was like, I do not – I want people to come here, but I don't want them to come here more than I want them to find a place where they really fit. Mm-hmm. That's the most important thing, you know. Yes. Um, so I know that you will find some place that you fit, and it will be thank amazing. You. So let me say uh, thank you again really just for being here with us today. Um, I, along with, again, I'm sure so many others – are so impressed by what you've done and who you are. And and again, I saw this just on social media in the beginning. Um, and so I was thrilled to get to meet you. Um, I'm also, we talked about this a bit before too, but I'm also so impacted by your mom's and your relationship mm-hmm. that to me as, I mean, I have an amazing mom and I also have a daughter that I'm trying to be an amazing mom too. Yes. And when I see the two of you, like I just saw you guys did an escape room together. Yeah. That's adorable. That is so much fun. And it just feels like you both are each other's ride or dies. And, yes. and that's such, oh, that's all I want. That's all I want for my daughter. And yes. that is who my mom is for me. And hey, that'll happen. It'll happen. It'll happen. <laughs> Hopefully. <laughs> so, I mean, I think you've told us a beautiful story today. Your life is is so much fun to hear about. You're a beautiful human. Um, I'm really honored that you uh, were willing to take the time out to come and talk to me in <laughs> our you. little studio. Uh, also, thank you to everyone listening. We appreciate you so much. Um, and we'll see you all next here next week here on Create Space. Yes, thank you.